This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest. I'm your host, Mike Parkin, and joining me tonight are Richard Halls. Hello, everyone. And Stephen Lockridge. Hello. In this slightly brief episode, uh, we're covering two main features. We're going to kick off with The Last Rite, and then we have Anonymous Animals. Our short shot this week is Atom, and our DTV throwback is Above the Law. No, not the Seagal one. So without further ado, let's crack on. Our first review then is The Last Rite. Lucy is a medical student living with her boyfriend, Ben, at a house he recently bought. It isn't long, however, before Lucy feels she is being stalked by a supernatural being, the man in the black hat. Uh, without further ado, let's go straight over to Steve. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, your typical exorcism story. It really reminded me of the, um, what's it called, Robert Blonsky one. Other week. Oh yeah, um, exorcist was a vigilante exorcist or exorcist vigilante? <laughs> yeah. Ex- like yeah, exorcist vengeance. Vengeance. That was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, you know, without the revolvers and shotguns and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's the same old stuff. Um, but I just think it could have been a hell of a lot shorter. Um, the priest character was like a wet lettuce. His performance, I thought, was absolutely terrible. I mean, it was well shot. The other, everyone else was actually quite good, but, I mean, there's like a 15-minute scene of him talking to, I don't know, like a... a... Oh, the other priest sort of thing. Yeah, the, the woman. Yeah. The, I, oh, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, above yeah, him. Yeah. Which mm. didn't really need to be there, you know. It just dragged on so bloody much. Mm-hmm. Um, and a boyfriend, it, it, he's just a twat at the beginning. He, he really is annoying. He's more it's than just, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just, just red flags everywhere, really, for him. And <laughs> then halfway through, he suddenly becomes this loving, you know, mm. oh, we need to save her and all this. And you, you, you're giving a shit for dropping a glass, you bell end. And <clears throat> I wasn't. No, not impressed with this at all this week. It, it really, really annoyed me. Funny thing is, um, you know, I, th- I, th- I thought this played its sort of horror cards quite close to its chest early on. You know, it, 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 it sort of was, it was pretty yeah. coy about what was going on. What was worrying, what was sort of more um, concerning was the boyfriend, as you said. Mm. Um, you know, this guy is a, he, he's a wife beater in the making. Um, yeah. And there were so many red flags of what he was saying, what he was doing, the way he was gaslighting her, the way he was giving her shit all the time. I, I mm. clocked it. I said nine minutes in the film. If she hasn't walked out of the film, you know, that, that, this should be a nine minute short of her sort of like going, well, that's the end of that relationship. I'm out of here. And that would, yeah. have, been the end of, that would have been the end of it. You know, no more hauntings or anything. But no, she sticks around because she loves him. And, you know, she's the only one who understands him and all this sort of bullshit. Um, you're imagine anyway but it's stupid stuff like when you know she's in this in the kitchen for like half a second when all the cupboards and doors open and he comes in going what the fuck yeah. are you doing 
You're thinking, well, clearly yeah. it wasn't her. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and, and as you say, his, his <clears throat> you know, his, his whole persona just sort of, you know, spins on a dime. Uh, and he's, he's suddenly the concerned boyfriend sort of thing, um, even though he's made a point of being a complete ass and telling her it's all in her head and all the rest of it. And yeah, no, it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I did enjoy bits of this, I must admit. I think it is too long. Um, but there's some really good makeup effects. They, they do a really good, yeah. good job of um, changing Lucy's um, uh, appearance at times. Yeah. yeah. To make her look sort of more demonic and things like that, um, I think the whole thing of like the feral demon kind of walk and crawl sort of thing has been done to death. You know, well, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. It is. It's like it's it's the same as every other exorcism film yeah. in the last 10, 15 years. You know, there's nothing. There's no difference. I mean, I don't know why they keep making them because you no. never, you're never going to beat the exorcist. Mm. To be fair, it's it, it's a classic for a reason. You know, it's never been bettered, and it never will. Just Not really. Trying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the whole exorcism bit here was 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 pretty <clears> light <throat> to be other to be honest. Mm. But um, you know, the whole sort of feral sort of crawling and walking sort of thing. Uh, I think I, I watched a film recently um, called Noroi, N O R O. It's a Japanese like mm. film footage thing, and that got so much mileage out of one character just standing stock still in the room and wearing a mask. Yeah. And mm. they made that work gangbusters. And as soon as you saw it, you go, yeah. "Oh shit!" You know, it's like that. But this whole thing, it's it's amateur dramatics. But, you know, that's what that's, mm. it, it's just been done to death. It really has. Um, yeah. And, and the whole sort of, you know, getting your face really close to, to the person, you, you know, it's so intimidating, but no. Uh, one scene I really did like, though, was um, when she was sort of possessed and, like, she retreated in her own mind, like, into this forest. Yeah. That scene was really good. I thought that was very well shot and, and was, yeah. was, was quite effective. The other bit was really effective as well was when she meets her grandmother in the garden and the, the way mm. her grandmother's face changes and sort of distorts, I thought that was a really good effect um, yeah. and, and quite unnerving. But um, but other than that, as you say, it's it, it's a bit. It's it's not only pedestrian, it's but but it's been already done countless times. And mm. you know the, the way the boyfriend acts sort of takes you out of the film, out of the narrative, because you know you're just looking at him like going, "You're a twat," and. Yeah. She should be nowhere near you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and you... like you said, it is it is the, the turn on the dime. It's like, okay, I can sit, you know, I get if you've finally come to realize what's going on, and maybe you would be, but it, it, you lose all credibility with him in the first five minutes, and you, you, you can't stand him as a character. Yeah, because he is an absolute swat. Absolutely, and <clears throat> that is detrimental to the film in a way. Hmm. Uh, Rich, how would you? Yeah. Make? yeah, I agree with what you've said. The, um, I think in, in part, I'm not sure if the whole thing with the boyfriend at the start was supposed to be either a red herring, or or like 
some conduit you know it's like the the, the, the thing that makes her vulnerable to the well what, what i was wondering is if if he was being affected by it as well and and you know there's sort of the evil in the house was maybe affecting him and so oh, yeah but they you never know, really, know what i mean that but, but really again, yeah. yeah exactly they never really got sort of touched upon so no i think it was more just he's it was quite... just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically um so yeah i so, I was. I've been very interested in this one for a while because uh, it's the feature directing debut of a guy called Leroy Kincaid, hmm. who I had, uh, who was a local guy for, uh, to me. Uh, he's from Maidstone, and uh, I bumped into him once in Maidstone. I didn't know who he was at the time, but you know, like I, I, as I've encountered him in various shorts and stuff, I was like, "Hang on a minute, that's that guy that I met that time." Mm-hmm. Or whatever anyway so i've been quite interested and in being you know he's a local guy and this is a local film that was made in my in in kent where i am so uh, i've been interested to follow his career from because he's he, he's done all sorts you know he's been like a, a wrestler he does like paranormal investigations which is sort of the, where, the through line with this and then he's directed a number of shorts including a fan film about the max Payne character mm. uh, and so this is his so building all that experience that he's had, you know, he's, he's finally made a full length feature, which I think sta- to me, this sort of stands ar- along the same lines as like Blake Ridder's uh, help. Yes. Uh, it's sort of, sort of on the same sort of board, board there. I think it's very professionally made. It is a bit derivative. Well, it is very derivative, unfortunately. And, and it, mm. it, it gets more derivative as it goes on. I mean, the, it tips its hat to the exorcist with a couple of shots, but it, it really is a, a kind of copy of The Exorcist by the I think, end. The thing is, Rich, and, I, I mean, just yeah. sort of stop you there. I mean, mm. did, do you think this has been... Is, is this film a case of sort of market research? And is, is this sort of, like the, you know, the, the most... Obvi- is this the most obvious way for him to get funding to make, the, to make a film, to make a feature? I don't know. You know I, you know I just I mean? know that... I'm just thinking I know like this, Jones this is something he's like passionate that. about. Yeah. He's got a passionate interest about this side of things. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is like a passion mm. project for him. Um, whether the fact that it's horror managed, you know, helped him get the funding or whatever, I'm not sure. But he's, mm. you know, I would have rather seen him make a, a an action movie like his like his short film Freeman, which he mm-hmm. made with people like Silvio Simak, which uh, showed a lot of promise. That was, I think, the first thing he directed or co-directed. And that was quite stylish, but low budget. You know, just basically a fight scene in a in a garage. But the so he's got he's done the action man stuff, you know, with the wrestling and everything. So I w- I would have been very int- more interested probably to see him do that. But in this case, he's completely behind the camera. You know, he's written it and he's directed it. Um, he's not he, he, as far as I'm, I don't I don't remember seeing him in the movie at all. Um, mm. And I think it was quite an assured you know, debut in that sense. The problem is I don't think it's written very well. And the main reason I say that is because I don't, uh, there's several char- characters, uh, not not um, not the main character per se, uh, because I, I, I didn't really have a, a problem with um, Lucy. Uh, Beth and Waller's performance yeah. as Lucy. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. I thought most of that worked really well. And, you know, and she transformed really well. But like her boyfriend character for example uh johnny fleming as ben and and in particular kit smith as father roberts yeah i was just thinking that they're, they're talking <laughs> in a way that people just do not talk mm-hmm. uh, and he's mm-hmm. just 
the delivery and that oh, it just it wasn't yeah. working for me. It was taking me out of it. Yeah. It was yeah. it just one, it seemed very bit. unnatural. Yeah. There's there's one funny bit actually, which which always makes me love it's a, it's a, it's a thing with Hollywood as well. Anytime they want to insult anyone, they just call them by their profession. You know, uh, also remember like 47 Ronin you know, with uh, Keanu Reeves and everyone just calls him Samurai, you know, as if it's like an insult. So you get this scene with Ben sort of just turning around to the priest and just calling him priest. There you go, priest. You do bloody water, <laughs> priest. You know, as if it's like an insult, the way he's sort of saying it. And it is this sort of, um, yeah, it's, it's a very Hollywoodized thing. It's, it's, it's one of those sort of cliches you get. You know? As is the old in media res, which we get mm. once again. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. You see, they could have they could have twisted that. They, they they could have done that like a Father Merrin thing and just sort of shown that early bit as like another exorcism that he was involved in, maybe. Yeah, maybe one that we yeah, yeah. You know, but, but that's what I mean with the exorcist thing. I mean, yeah. it is basically the two. You, you get the same setup with the mm. priest, and he goes and enlists the help of another priest who's like fallen on his. <laughs> You know, falling away from the yeah. faith, and he's put the team together. You son of a bitch! I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, and yeah, so there's that. Uh, I think the, I think where it works is the, you know, it's it's they've got some nice camera camera equipment and stuff, and the mm-hmm. the, the film looks very it looks polished. great. Yeah, it looks yeah, great. It looks good. The sounds good. I think it's very suspenseful. Uh, I think things like the appointment, the scene that you mentioned, where she go, she sort of goes out and sees her, uh, you know, which she thinks Grandma, is her yeah. nana. Yeah. And she has mm-hmm. that encounter, and there's that the contortion of the face kind of effect that happens. That yeah. Really, you know, and, and I don't jump normally, but that really, I was really impressed. It with was that. really, really good. And, I was and, like, whoa, geez, yeah, that's, yeah. that's creepy as hell. And it was really well <laughs> it, executed. It really was. And, and the woman's line delivery, the woman playing nan. Is when she turns around and goes, "Thank you for letting him in." You know yeah, that, yeah. that 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 yeah. that was really really good the way she did that. Yeah, it was excellent. Mm. That was a peak point for me. I thought, and like you say, that bit where she, you know, because she's under the she's by the point that she's possessed, but then mm. she has this sort of moment of sort of dream lucidity where she's yeah. kind of uh, mm. in the bed in the forest or whatever. That looks that was re- that was all really well done. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of by the end, you know, it becomes this sort of rote exorcist copy, and I thought the ending was really unsatisfying. It, yeah, it, it, it just did kind feel of a bit like, yeah, was that it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was kind of like, well, I was there wasn't really much of a wrap up, and it didn't feel like much of a. It was I, I did say I would say it, I liked it a lot better than Exorcist Vengeance, mm. which was a bit more, which wasn't as classy. This one, this is a classier film it, than it that. Is. But, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's playing yeah. in a, it's playing just that step above, uh, mm-hmm. in in you know this this is a film that can comfortably, uh, you know, sit alongside you know the more respectable, uh, uh, you know. I can't e- think of any. Exorcist, I can't think of any. Yeah. Genre I cover you know Exorcist. Maybe the last Exorcism, which I thought was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and then there's. Nothing really that's that sort of really sort of holds a candle to, to, to that sort of level. Yeah. No, there are there's a big drop off in the you know yeah. there really is. There you go. Oh I tell you actually yeah, the, the um oh, what was the Emily Rose one? The one with um Oh yeah. Oh the Jackson exorcism of Emily, Emily Rose. Rose. Yeah. That good, yeah. yeah, that was a good one. <clears throat> Scott Derrickson, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Anyway. But yeah, so overall, uh yeah. 
I thought at the at the start it seemed like it could have gone down a Dylan Vibart kind of route, mm-hmm. you know, where it was, you know, it, uh, the, the the theme was supernatural, but it's kind of making a point about a relationship. You know, it's kind of one of those um, subtextual kind yeah, of things. It could, it could but it doesn't gone. really. Do, it, that, yeah. That's kind of a red herring in the end, and well, it literally there, is. There were some. I mean. Uh, you know, because there's a bit of blurb at the end about Sodden Light Terrors, and they do, mm-hmm. you know, she, I think she sees a psychiatrist or something at some point, and he's yeah. sort of, mm-hmm. or, or so, you know, an expert in the field of sort of the man in black hat, um, and suggesting that a lot of this is actually just induced from stress and, in, you know, a bad environment yeah. and that sort of thing, which exactly, you know, she ticks all the boxes for, <laughs> for that, basically. Toxic environment, yes, you know, sort of weird, weird, weird environment, yes. You know, stressed about your 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 degree, yeah, all all of that sort of stuff. You know, just piled on. Um, but yeah. that's another another convention, like you say. She goes to find the guy who knows about it and has written mm. a book and whatever. And it's like, how much of a cliche yeah. is that? Mm. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I mean she gets just, the you get the doomsday the, yeah. sort of warning. You know, yeah. ooh, don't let yeah. him in. Yeah. <laughs> the lady, the strange lady, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, stuff is like yeah. it, it's, it's, it's very formulaic. Lucky that the uh, you know the, the so called expert in the field just happens to live in the in the same village, yeah, <laughs> or the same area. Anyway, okay, Rich, how are you going to score this? Uh, I would like to have scored it a bit higher, but because it ends up being just so de- derivative and conventional, mm. I do have to give it a six. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve, yeah, I'll go over six. <laughs> it's three sixes for um, what's this called? <laughs> oh, the last, last right. Do that again. The last right. <laughs> six six six. So it's six 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 for the last right. Go check it out. Our next review is anonymous animals in an alternate reality. Humans are the vulnerable animals, the cattle, the herds, to be exploited and murdered to satisfy the various hungers of their lords and masters. Um, you will not get that synopsis um, from watching the first few minutes of this film. It is This is an interesting experiment. <clears throat> it's not a successful experiment, but it is an interesting experiment. It's very well filmed. It is very well filmed, yeah. um, but the so the concept here, and it is a French film, it's a, so take that as you will. But the concept here is, it, it's basically you know vegans on their high horse going, well, see how you like it if you yeah. were the cattle and and it's, the animals are hunting you <clears throat> instead. It's it's a vegan propaganda film. <laughs> it really is. It is. There's no. There's no other way of putting it. It's silent. It is well shot. I'll give it that. But it's fucking dull, <laughs> and it's preposterous. I'm sorry, but it really was. It really is. So yeah, the idea. You know, I suppose you're supposed to sort of take the metaphor and face value, but it's very difficult to do so. Because the, the concept is that the animals, you know, the, the, the deer, the, 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 the sheep, the, the dogs, the, you know, the cows are sort of in this sort of humanoid form 
lording it over the actual humans who are now the cattle, mm-hmm. you know, the beasts to be hunted and, and herded yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff. And but I'm if like that's, a, a dog if fight, that's the you know. case, yeah. But if that's the case, why do the humans, the cattle, etc., etc., why are they all manicured and wearing fucking clothes? Please explain that to me. It's like, yeah. no, Ma- no, Mike, no, you, you, you're taking it too literally. It's just a metaphor. But seeing that, it just took me completely out of the film. The idea, you know, these, these guys are sort and, of act, acting like sort of cattle, you know, and acting scared and nervous and all the rest of it. I get that. Um, but it's, it's just so difficult to sort of take it seriously. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, also as well, I'm presuming it's supposed to be a farm, you know, a, a mm. working farm. Not not so much the one that's setting up the dog fight, but the other one, you know, with like the but there's four or five people. Yeah. It is a very slim that, herd. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's there's four or five of them. If it was a proper thing, there'd be two, three hundred. Mm. You know, whatever, but four, come on. Mm. And yeah, it's just tedious, and I mean, the, even the makeup's not great, you know. And also with it being silent as well, I think it it could have had a bit more oomph to it mm. if the animal, humanoid animal thingies, whatever, were actually you know talking to each other because they don't actually say anything. It's still no. You know, it, it's the dog. Mm. It's still like barks or, yeah, you know, the duck quacks or whatever. It, there's no language. It's it, it's, it's like not a language barrier. It, yeah. it, yeah. It's not Planet or, of the Apes, is it? Basically, no, you know, no. Which is kind kind of you know the the allegory, I guess, is what they're sort of going for. Is it sort of you know yeah. the humans have switched, switched positions with, you know, but it 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 doesn't work there's, there's there no. are some sort of nice no. touches there's a bit you know with the um it's a three three of the guys sort of either escape or whatever um and have been hunted by the deer in the forest you know that bit was mm. quite good but that's when i saw like that was the first like what the fuck moment because yeah. suddenly you got this guy with a deer's head but dressed like mm. um you know sort of well-to-do sort of country com- lord or something yeah country country hunter kind of thing with it with his shotgun mm. over his arm and it's like what uh what and, and it's only at that point because i didn't know anything about the film going into it it was only at that point where it started to sort of click because then it goes to the yeah. the cattle bit and the guys in the thing and i think oh right now i see what they're going for but mm. you know you got a guy with a man bun you got you know all this sort of stuff I'm thinking surely they'd all look the same if you're going down this route you know, yeah. just shave all the heads or something, just to make you know make it look like they're cattle rather than sort of like it's almost as they well, like, again, oh, well, they, you know they're living a sort of normal manicured life, and then all of a sudden they're just pulled out of it, and and yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, know. it doesn't work at all. And it, you know, I know this is going to sound daft, but he's drive. You know, the, the dog's driving round in the Citroen, <laughs> and I don't know why, and it's not like. An old like two CV or something like that. It's a modern car, and mm. it just grated on me. I'm like, well, 
okay, maybe go go that a little bit further, may showing you know humans dragging a cart like a horse and cart or something like that, mm. not you know a Citroen Picasso or something. I don't, I don't know. It just there was there was a really strange film. I don't know if you saw this one, Rich, um, about five years ago, which is just called Ah. And it, what it was, was this sort of thing where um, humans were acting like apes. So, so everyone in the film was acting like apes as if they were mm. the, um, you know, they'd followed that sort of um, evolutionary path. And all the technology and stuff was developed so that apes could use it. So they still had things like Xboxes and things. But the controls were different. They're more like um, um, sort of Harley Davidson style handlebars and things like this, rather than sort of intricate sort of handheld devices. And, and all the food was being cooked. You know, it was it was um, just basically boiled meat and things like that. You know, they, they'd made the effort to sort of create this society as if it was an ape society, but in human form. Uh, whereas this thing was just like. No, we're just going to take these people and, and you might as well just put a sticker on them that said moo. And, and that would have yeah. worked just as well, basically. Yeah. But there you go. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is only like, it's, it's an hour and seven minutes, I think, something silly like that. Maybe even yeah. shorter than that, which is fun. an hour and four. And, it, and that's kind of what it felt like. This felt like it should be a short film. Yeah. You know, it should be just a short. Um, oh, it's. it's, it's too dragged out. It really yeah. is. I don't think it needed the, um, um, you know, the dog fighting bit. I, I, I don't really think that added. No, I'll, I'll, I'll disagree with that because I thought that was the only decent bit. To be fair, I mean, the other, you know, the cowardly one. It, that just bought it. Mm. It is to be fair. The, the I thought fun, that, the one, that bit, at least yeah. had a bit of a bite, a bit of bite mm. about it. The funniest image actually that comes out of it is during the dogfighting bit, you got the horse guy mm. just leaning against the door, sort of smoking a fag. And, and he's yeah. just like totally lassoing fag. Everyone else is getting really excited about the fight and everything and sort of getting really angry with each other. And, he, and he's just sort, of just sort of just leaning against the door, smoking a fag. It just looks yeah. really, really weird. It, it looks like the sort of wide boy sort of, you know, behavior that you probably would see. But yeah. Mm. Anyway. Neither of us really got on with this one. How are you going to score it? Uh, I'll give it a four. All right, I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to go with a five for this. Um, I can see what they're going for. I just don't think it's particularly successful. I think it was um, yeah. shot well. I think you know it looks really great, great sound effects, but it's um, yeah, it just does not work. So that's a five and a four for anonymous animals. Go check it out. Our short shot this week is Atom. A lonely robot named Atom lives out his mundane days taking care of the BIOS, a terraforming vessel out in space. Suddenly, his solitude is shattered by a distress signal. This, has, this is a very polished short. Um, it looks great. The, the, um, you know, the set design and everything works really well. The actual uh, the robots, Atom himself, is a great creation and it's um, 
it's got a pretty decent payoff. The only thing I did not like about this was the stupid, stupid music. Uh, Steve, what do you make of this one? I actually enjoyed this. I mean, it's you know, it starts off a bit like um, a cross between Wally and Darkstar, and like you said, done really well. Set design is brilliant. Uh, even the robot, I think, looks great, uh, especially like the the eyes and stuff. Cause it, it gives it quite a. It, it seems it sounds weird. It, the facial expressions don't move, but it's more emotive than most, if you know what I mean. To me, it was. And then you've got that fucking kicker of a twist at the end, and it's just like, whoa, okay, that came out of nowhere. (laughs) Really. And then that's it. It's done. Dusted. Um, But, yeah, no, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, Rich? Yeah, uh, uh, echoing again the, the comments you made, very stylishly made film. It's uh, the director is Brandon Caruso, who's the son of DJ Caruso. All right, who, uh, director All right. of things like um, Eagle Eye and uh, Disturbia, mm-hmm. uh, in which Brandon uh, I think appeared as in a small, you know, support, small supporting role uh, when he was when he was little, the um, or you know younger, but. Uh, yeah, so it's very solidly made. It is a bit, you know, Wally basically, um, mm. and, and like you say, or um, Dark Star or Silent Running. You know, that, it's got that kind of thing going on with it. Um, and then it's got, yeah, that sort of. Um, uh, he's, you know, he's the last survivor on the ship, uh, going about his business you know, tending to the plants and, you know, whatever for, you know, eternity, essentially, because he can probably never die. He's been out there for like uh, 10 years, isn't he? It's sort of 3,400 yeah. years yeah. or something, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, then there's that, you know, the it's the misdirection. It, it sort of takes you in a, in a you know, has in a completely different direction at the ending, which I've seen done on a couple of other films as well. Uh uh, which is fine. I don't mind that. I think it's quite good. Uh, it, it recontextualizes the rest, you know, the mm. the the the, con- the context of the situation yeah. quite nicely. Uh, and you know, if it if 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 it had if the story had gone on, I would have been interested. You know, I think that I don't know if it was ever conceived as like a proof of concept or something. I mean, it works quite well as it is, as a I don't know, almost Twilight Zone ish, you know, outer limits ish kind of story. Mm. Uh, told in about eight minutes uh, i thought it worked quite well say a bit too familiar with all the you know because the wally sort of going about his business or looking after stuff is kind of the majority of it uh, there's not much story there until until the end but i think it's real i do think it's you know very stylish very mm-hmm. worth seeing uh the the man in a suit kind of android doesn't quite work for me. I think that you know the the mask and uh, that works quite well, but it is obviously a bloke mm. or a woman mm. wearing a suit. Uh, so the the sort of which can work, you know, like RoboCop or whatever. They you know it can be pulled off. But in this case, it, it just looked a bit too much like the the movements didn't seem mechanical enough. Yeah, I'll um, give you that. Which, 
which you know it's not a huge problem in it in of of itself mm. but i do prefer robots to be a bit more robotic or you know or at least if if it's going to be like an android like a you know like bishop or whatever you know just sort of yeah. make them more human more human looking the you know but uh, that's a that's a very minor quibble Cool. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I must admit, it's just that sort of silly music they decided to use the um, sort of French, very French sort of style. You know, I just could did I just did not get on with that at all. Um, but I love the payoff. I thought that worked really well. Um, it sort of does sort of shine, you know, shine light on um, his situation, um, giving it some macabre twist. Uh, really, really like that. Um, so yeah, overall this was very, very good indeed. Uh, we do not score the, um, the short shots, but we certainly recommend you check them out. Uh, you will find a link to this in the footnotes below. Go check it out. Our DTV throwback this week is Above the Law, not the Seagull one. A seasoned criminal and his crew are set up as patsies for a polit political assassination. Um, I'm a big fan of the sort of French style of cop thrillers, you know, the, the police procedurals, that sort of thing. This is actually a Belgian film, but it very much fits into that mold. Um, you could not tell other than a few locations, um, where, you know, the difference between this and a, and a French thriller. Um, it does start with the media res, doy. But other than that, I thought this was absolutely solid. Really enjoyed it. Um, Steve, what did you make of uh, Above the Law? Um, I did enjoy it, but I have got issues with it. It mm. didn't seem to know. It's very convoluted. And it, I know it's just changing like the main character and the style of the film all the way through. So, you know, it starts off with about these serial killers, like flashbacks mm. to the 80s or whatever. You're thinking, okay, mm. Salsa Lambs, that type style. Then you've got, like, the attack in the car park. Yeah. Which kind of, like, reminded me of, like, Sicario. And then you're back to, you know, finding the body in Salsa Lambs. Then it's like a prison drama. Then it's like a heist drama. <clears throat> Excuse me, and it just—it just kind of didn't seem to know what it wanted to be, and yeah. the ending kind of really pissed me off because again, <laughs> there's not because it's not—it's nothing's tied up. It's yeah, well, that that kind of does fit in with the sort of the French style, admittedly, uh, and mm. and like like that French style, it is um, completely. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's completely unsympathetic. You know yeah. what I mean? It's um, yeah, yeah. It, it it doesn't doesn't try to soft sell anything. It's 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 a very harsh reality. They sort of tend to. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, the violence was mm. very you know grim and mm. quite shocking, especially in that opening car park scene. I was like, shit. And yeah. Then, you know, it goes through it again. And, you know, you kind of see it from the other side as well. And it just, yeah, it just seemed to flip from 
you know, who the main character is, what type of film it is. Mm. And it, it, it's, it's really well made. And, you know, it's not badly performed. It's great. But I just think it was very unfocused and it kind of kept taking me out, out of the film quite a bit. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I didn't feel that at all, uh, mm. to be honest. I, I was able to roll with it. Um, I, I think you're right in, in that, you know, it does start off one way and then sort of veers off to a completely different character. Um, but I did like, you know, uh, so the main character, um, as it turns out, this guy called Vulcan. He's, you know, he's a career criminal. He's he's, he's basically uh, Robert De Niro in um, Heat. Is 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 mm. you know, that's the sort of thing. And he's he's got his, yeah. his crew. You know, they're, they're all sort of ex-military. Uh, I think the I think the idea is they served together in the Foreign Legion, um, judging by the mm. song they were singing. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, e- even the woman with them. You know, she's just like this no-nonsense sort of, uh, sort of character. I, I just I just thought that that worked really really well. Um, yeah, the prison bit. It's okay. It was quite. It seemed quite straightforward to to breaking him out mm. of prison. Um, but yeah, I, I just really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I submit. It is just like um, you know, very cold-hearted. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hints, yeah. There the was one thing I, I I thought was quite amusing as well. Is is that you know he he proves to be incredibly pragmatic. You know, he he takes out a particular character and then just mm. drives away. You know, no, no attempt to sort of save anyone or anything like that. It's like kidding him and I'm getting the fuck out. You know, and, yeah. and, and then so yeah. once it was dust settled, then he comes back and, and, and sort of, you know, gets his vengeance at the end. Um, mm. But yeah, and I've, I've seen a few films in this sort of mold and, and I thought this sort of stood up really well. It sort of shares certain motifs, like I say, you know, that sort of... Um, yeah, that that cold heartedness towards certain characters is yeah very sort of unsympathetic. Um, yeah, really bit, turn out. A bit like what was the one the other week? Is it Relentless? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, like, yeah, you know that kind of style. I mean, yeah, fair enough. You know. Mm-hmm. But at least that's that stuck, mold, stuck but... with a character. You know, yeah, so I see what you mean. You know, yeah, that, that sort of yeah. Stuff, you know, one, one central character. But mm. I, I enjoyed this. It's certainly certainly um, a better DTV choice than um the ice forest last week at least yeah, yeah. at least yeah at least you could follow what was going on here um the, the incidents that set in the 80s apparently that is a sort of true to life um series of sort of murders that happened right and okay. you know the the killers were never caught and there was sort of suggestions that it was a you know government hit squad who was trying to sort of stir things up or something you know um mm. but anyway other than that I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, I'd certainly recommend it. This is available on IMDb TV, uh, which you can get through your Amazon subscription. Uh, I'm not sure how else you get hold of it. Um, but it is, you know, it, it, it's free, except there's a couple of adverts. Not as many adverts as we came across in absolute force on, on YouTube. No, no. Um, <laughs> but you, 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 do, you do get no warning when they turn up. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, people are talking direct to the screen and go, what? Oh, oh, it's an advert, I see. It's just, you know. But, um, Was it that, subtitled or dubbed? I don't know if you... Uh, subtitled. Subtitled. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was it was good. pretty damn good. Yeah, 2017 it came out, so it's five years old. Um, if if you you know you're a fan of that sort of film, the uh, sort of police procedural kind of thing, or or films like Heat, and you want to see how the Belgians handle a Heat movie, 
um, definitely mm. check it out. And that is the end of this week's episode. So thanks to Steve and Rich for covering these films this week. No problems. Strange thanks couple of films they were, especially anonymous animals. God damn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while since you've had something that weird. So sorry about, um, there you go. Uh, how, does that, think... how would you rank that compared to the one about the people living at the end of the world with, you know, when there was no dialogue and, uh, you know, they had to creep around because the, you know, oh, a bit like a quiet place. Yeah. Because kind of I really, that, that's the, that's the one that sort of really stuck in my mind that I didn't mm. get on with at all, which was. A, a, I thought, I think I, oh yeah, yeah. Right, now I remember that um, with the giant robots and shit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. New World Order. One. It was. That was a better film. Yeah, that was a better film. At least that yeah. made sense. You know, this one doesn't. Um, don't forget to check out the DTV Digest um, Twitter and Facebook pages at the DTV Digest. Also check out our sister show, The Short Shots, and its own Twitter page where Rich puts a link to a new short every evening around about 8 o'clock. Other than that, thank you for listening. Tune in next time. Thank you for listening to the DTV Digest. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and tune in again next time.